Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Saturday, everyone, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. Well, 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 it is a Super Saturday. It's always a Super Saturday. And we are broadcasting live out of the city of Atlanta. We we had some rainstorms uh, yesterday, but today uh, we're thankful for sunlight, sunshine, and a great cup of coffee. Always get my day started. I am sipping on my second cup of caramel macchiato. So I hope that you have your favorite morning beverage in hand, and you're ready for some hot, steamy conversation. And I sat down on my second cup because the topic of conversation this morning is directed towards our millennials. And so then to ensure that I have my energy up, I had to have a second cup. So I do do what you need to do to take care of yourself. And, you know, and, and that's what I love about the whole essence of kind of knowing who you are. You know what you need to do, and so you do it so that you take care of yourself. With that being said, I'm going to bring on my co-host, who's also in the cafe with me today. I hope he has his favorite morning beverage in hand. So let's give it up for Brandon B. Welcome to the studio, Cafe Whatsoever. Hey, Brandon, how are you? What up, what up, what up? I'm good, I'm good. Everything is good. I had an amazing day. Yesterday, what about you? Was your day just like absolutely everything? Well, uh, well, you know what, Brandon? Let me tell you something. It was Cinco de Mayo yesterday, and although it was raining in Atlanta like crazy, I'm sure people were, were just dancing in the rain uh, with margaritas and all of the festivities that were going on. Every place that we tried to attend yesterday was just packed. It was just un- unbelievable that, that people were out uh, celebrating uh, something, right? That do we just need something to celebrate? And that's what it's about. That's all she wrote. I was like, I don't know what Cinco <laughs> and DeMaio did, but all right, whatever. Whatever works. I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> you know, I just know that I'm supposed to drink margaritas, and I'm okay with that. You know, I accept that as a lifestyle. Not on the morning show, Brandon. <laughs> not on the Why morning not? show. Why <laughs> is, not? Is that your favorite <laughs> morning beverage? Um... A Bloody Mary or a screwdriver suffice, but, you know what I mean? Hey, you want to do margaritas, let's do it. Post Cinco de Mayo, maybe? No? Post Cinco de Mayo? Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, try something new. Well, let's bring on, speaking of something new, Brandon, we have, um, uh, this isn't something new. We we often, you know, as the people know, we talk about empowering things to kind of change our lives and improve who we are. But we also try to um, cross uh, racial barriers. We try to cross age barriers and just try to be effective for all people 
uh, on the land. And this morning, our topic of discussion is directed to our parents and the millennials who are getting ready to start their career. Our guest and in the studio with us this morning is the career conversationist herself. Let's welcome Crystal Olivero. Good morning to the show, Crystal. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, it is our understanding that you enjoy helping people to kind of identify what their career path should be. And and, and why has this become such a passion for you, Crystal? Great question. I've seen so many people struggle to get up every single day to go to their job, day in, day out, dreading it. And it surprises me that people have spent very little to no time thinking or planning ahead about their career and what they're going to do for the next 40-plus years. And I think so many people are miserable just because they never took the time to think about it or plan, and then they have to take whatever job they have to get in order to pay the bills month by month. Mm-hmm. So when, when – go ahead, sorry. When, when did you know that this was your path to take? Because this is something that um, – Generally, it's not common that people would would, would take on this type of um, uh, position and have this kind of business, you know, because I think when I grew up, um, there was a high school counselor that kind of helped us to identify um, where we should go in life and, and opportunities and kind of get you ready and prep for college. So when when did you know that this was it for you? And the second part of this question is, how are you different than the career or, or the counselors that, that are in most high schools now today? That's a great question. When I was in high school, I had an amazing counselor, but I always thought it was kind of interesting because she expected me to know what I wanted to be when I grow up. And I remember my mom being irritated at me because I kept changing my mind. I didn't know what careers were out there. So I was talking to people. I'm like, oh, one week I wanted to be, you know, fly airplanes. Another week I wanted to make commercials. And then I was being encouraged to go into fashion design because I had a fashion drawing class as an elective. And so I didn't really have any real-world experience to help me decide, is this a career that I would be good at? Is it a good fit for me? And I remember sitting down with my high school counselor and her planning out my courses saying, okay, well, you're into math and science, so let's go ahead and schedule some more classes. And, you know, depending upon what college you go into, you're going to need this, this, and this. And so all the guidance she gave me was kind of based on what I wanted, and I didn't really know what I wanted. And I ended up going into fashion school because everybody, that's where all the encouragement was. Oh, you're good at drawing. You can sew. Go do this. And, you know, I did all the right things, got good grades, went to a good school, graduated, got a good job at a good company afterwards. I was, you know, doing really well, working my way up the corporate ladder, and the company went out of business. And a lot of it just had to do with the economy and what was going on. It was the financial crisis, the housing bubble burst, people were losing their homes, And I realized that, you know, continuing a career in fashion was going to be really tough when people were concerned about losing their homes. And so just really exploring, like, what am I going to do next? 
just being in that pain and that fear of, like, I didn't even get guidance picking a first career, so how am I going to pick a second one? And just really being <laughs> in a lot of pain. <laughs> and then just, like, later people <laughs> reaching out and being like, oh, I have the same challenge. Parents were reaching out to me, and they were just like, I think it's great you want to help people with scholarships, and I've saved money since I was pregnant, you know, because college was a struggle for me, and I didn't want my kid to worry about how they're going to afford it, and I have this nice chunk of savings, but I don't know what career to encourage my child to go into. Like, I don't want my kid to struggle and to go through the things that, as a parent, we go through. And you're like, oh, I need a job to pay the bills. So like, no, like, mm-hmm. I want my kid to pick a career that's going to utilize his strengths and his talents. But how do I get him that guidance? Can you help him? And I was just like, oh, so I'm not the only one struggling with this. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, my, my, my best friend was um, always uh, an advocate for college uh, scholarships and, and, and finding um, money and utilizing sports and things like that to help fund not only her kids, but to just educate people that she knew who were also trying to get their kids uh, through college. And, and, and as we know that, I'm telling you, student loans is has become a beast and it's mm-hmm. almost the only way for some people to get into um, a college and being able to pay for those financial uh, obligations uh, to to pay for tuition and things like that. And, and, and I've, I've seen and, and learned that uh, our debt to student loans outlives our, our, our lives. You know, people die, you know, owing student loans. And it's just like you, you can never get them paid off. So do you also help with things like that as well? I do help parents understand that not all student loans are forgiven when a person passes away. So I think it's an excellent point that you bring up because most people, they don't want to think about dying or passing away or, you know, what can I do to protect myself? And I think it's such a challenge because I see so many parents who are taking money out of their retirement account so their kids can go to college and they're draining their savings and they're not, there's, there's not any self-care for them. Like there has to be a healthy boundary as far as how much you can help your kid and then your kid also being able to afford college. And that's one of the reasons that makes me different from other people because I was able to raise $70,000 from grants and scholarships to pay for my own college education. But I didn't do it because I wanted to. I did it because I knew my mom couldn't afford college and I knew I had to do something to pitch in and that's what motivated me to I wanted to have a better life I didn't know what was possible and so I just went for it I didn't know how to get the scholarships I didn't know anything and I just went for it and found the information along the way so I I encourage your listeners and everybody to know that there's a lot of money out there it's just believing that it's possible and having a conversation to get the ball rolling yeah, that makes sense. I I, I have to say that right there uh, makes perfect sense because for me, my mom, she always says, hey, look, if you're going to go to school, you have to get a scholarship. You have to do this. You have to do that because I can't afford it. But um, when I when I actually went, she helped me a lot in structuring what I wanted to do. And so, like, I really didn't have a choice. Um, and, and a lot of 
individuals from, you know, like my background, like I'm Trinidadian and Cuban. So a lot of individuals from a West Indian culture, um, that you're you're gonna be a lawyer or a doctor. That's it. Like there's no other there's no other job because it doesn't make money. It doesn't make sense. So you're not gonna be a cop. You're not gonna be a military dad. You're gonna be a lawyer or a doctor. So when you're structuring somebody, you know, like how do you deal with that parent? That's a great question. And a lot of it is just getting the parent to understand. Okay, well, let's start with what you want. If you want your child to be a lawyer or a doctor, what kind of lawyer, what kind of doctor? What it does is it opens the parent up to a conversation because really the fear is I want my kid to be financially stable. And when you have that conversation, then they're more open to are you okay if there's other professions out there that make just as much money or more, are you open to those conversations? And a lot of it is just a fear-based conversation. People are afraid. They don't know what to do. And I think it's really important because with technology, especially artificial intelligence, a lot of these jobs are changing. And so the whole go out and get a high-paying job, what does that mean? What if artificial intelligence is doing a better job at diagnosing people with cancer than humans are? And you're starting to see more articles in the news saying it's negligent to have a human being as a doctor diagnose someone with cancer because machines are doing a better job statistically or getting to that tipping point where the machines are doing a better job than humans. And so if machines continue to progress and do better, then those jobs are going to go away. So, it's, and, I mean, people don't think of these things, and that's why it's so important to have a conversation and be like, let's think about how technology is impacting this because there's other higher paying jobs. But just encouraging your child to do what worked 10 years ago or 20 years ago isn't going to work with the rate of technology and the change and how things are happening. And it can be a scary world for people out there when they hear jobs are being eliminated but they don't know what job they're being mm. created. Mm. Mm. That makes perfect sense, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, speaking. Go, so, Brandon. So there's, there's two things. The first thing is when do you start? Like, so we mentioned structuring a young person. Uh, we mentioned actually getting the scholarships. We actually we mentioned debt. When do we start? So am, am, I, am I starting the little, uh, you know, piggy bank when my kid is first born or, you know, do I have some time? When do we start? Like when is the best time to start? You know, you being a professional, if, if you had a template, you could sit there and say this is a good time to start for just about anybody, when would that be? I would say junior high. And the reason being is because a lot of kids are starting to think about high school. Like the way our school system is structured you know, when you're in sixth grade, you have one teacher for all your subjects. And then when you move into junior high, you get, you know, multiple teachers, one teacher per subject. And so kids are in this natural state of like, oh, what's coming? What's next? They're used to change. And that really sets them up for what kind of classes they're going to take in high school, especially with a lot of math and science being encouraged. You know, it gives them a good foundation to say, let's think about pre-algebra or algebra you know, it, it it gets them into that mindset. They're just already open, and it's easy to have a conversation. 
and then you can explore. It gives you six years to explore different careers, and at that time, they're usually old enough to engage in different kind of activities. Okay, I got you. And that right there is our health tip for the day. So what we got? Our fit tip today comes from Theo Duncan out of Flint, Michigan, with Personally Yours. I actually like this one, Brandon, because he explains that the benefits of some of the foods that we eat. Pineapple burns okay. fat and tone Lemons alkaline and cleanse your body and liver. Blueberries balance blood sugar, preventing hypoglycemia. Limes toxins from the body. Apples prevent depression and reduce anxiety. While carrots help reduce body fat, sweet potatoes help heal digestive issues, cherries prevent heart and circulatory system issues, and carrots purify blood and reduce anemia. That's our fit tip today. It comes from Theo Duncan out of Flint, Michigan, with personally yours. Thanks, Theo. We appreciate that. Theo, I actually like that one, too. That was actually really, really good. So what happens if we just mix it all up in a blender and go for broke? I guess you're going to get all that, B. You're going to get all that. You're going to be real healthy. All that. Real healthy in one shot. There we go. Let's just get crazy with it. So, okay. So so we start in junior high school. That's where we left off. We started in junior high school getting this young person ready. Uh, now, they're, they're going to change their mind. Like you said, and that's one of the, the, the things that I really liked about what you said, they're going to change their mind. You changed your mind. I changed my mind. I, I definitely just knew I wasn't going to be a radio host, but, you know, here I am. So, um, you know, like, how does that happen? Like, how can you structure that with, A, artificial intelligence, like you said, popping up all over the place? At one point, you know, train conductors were, were great. I can see that unmanned train, you know, happening. Uh, elevated conductors way back in the day, were, it was a great paying job, now all automatic. So how, does, how do you stop that from happening, or how can you foresee that? And, you know, like, what, you know, what's the next best step? So what do you need to do? I know it was a little all over the place, but what do you need to do? <laughs> no, I'd rather you have inquire asking a bunch of questions and be all over the place. Like that's how little kids learn. Like I don't know if you've ever noticed little kids, you you know, explain something, you know, why is the sky blue? Why, 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 why? They're just naturally <laughs> inquisitive. So I think that's great about you. It means like you're very youthful. Please stay that way. Um, yeah. It's just a fun, <laughs> yeah, it's just a fun mentality and a fun place to be. Um but to answer your question, it's about growth. Like as technology changes and grow, we need to change and grow. Our conversations need to change and grow. And the best thing is just to tune in to either a regular show, blog. I mean, I offer a blog where I'm constantly keeping parents informed of different changes. It's a conversation. I show that it's safe to have a conversation. It's okay for your child to change their mind. Like, I'd rather your child change their mind 20 times than pick a major, go to college, spend two years of tuition, and then decide it's not for them. Right, so right. I just, you know, I just really encourage people to follow me if they want to know more, they want to have an ongoing conversation and know what does that look like with their child, especially as they get older. I love that. I totally oh. love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me too. And speaking of te- technology, we, we have a, a caller on, on the phone uh, 
who is uh, also in she's she's actually in the engineering program and she's calling out of the state of Maryland. Uh let's welcome to the show Candace Petaway. She has a comment. Good morning, Candace. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine and you? We're good. We're great, good. great. Good morning. Hello. So um, I think it's a very important um, notion to make that when uh, a millennial is making their career choice or college choice or anything like that, um, the number one thing to always remember, um, even with when dealing with their parent, is that it is ultimately their choice. Their parent does have an influence, I think, um, and it definitely does matter, especially if you have a close relationship with your parent. But whether you do or whether you not, you know, your parents have lived through some things. Um, but I also think it's a very important concept. Like the professional said, um, times change. And so what your parent might have thought was best at their time might not be best at your time. Um, for example, back in the day, maybe being a broadcast journalism major wouldn't be that great. But now the way social media is, you can definitely get a job somewhere dealing with, you know, um, the media. Mm-hmm. For me, I think choosing my career choice and my college's I looked at a couple of things. One was definitely money. That was a very important factor, not because my mom said so, because I didn't want my mom to struggle. So that was my own choice to say, like, you know what, I really look at money. Of course, my mom wanted me to, but I made the conscious decision myself in addition. I also looked at um, what I was passionate about. So um, I do love STEM, but I'm also passionate about African-American studies um, and uh, public policy. So I wanted to make sure whatever school I went to, I could at least get like a minor or they had enough clubs where I'm still involved with what I'm really, really, really passionate about. The reason why I chose STEM, um, it's funny that you said that you should start in middle school because my mom actually um, guided me back then, which I think is very important at that age. When you're in middle school, you're not thinking, oh, when am I going to be definite when I grew up? You know, you more so start to think mm-hmm. about that during high school. Um, so my mom actually put me in an engineering camp and then I did engineering club in middle school, then I did it in high school, and then I knew, like, all right, this is this is definitely for me. Um, I don't think everybody has that path, and I think that, at least with college, the good thing is for your first year, you have time to figure out what you really, really, really want to do. You have time to explore and take different classes, um, but I do think it's important to start thinking about it and testing the waters and trying things around middle school and earlier because, like you say, you know, you, you really only have one teacher at first, but, you know, as you start to get older, you know, high schools have clubs, you have different professors, and sometimes professors are really the, the people who encourage you or um, make mm-hmm. you go one way or a certain track. Um, but I, I do think it's very important to start early. But I d- definitely think that millennials should keep in mind what they want to do because I think that loans, they suck, and you don't want to pay them off. But mm-hmm. if you want to go somewhere <laughs> where you have no loans and you're unhappy and you're you're miserable there, or would you rather go somewhere where you have a slight loan and if you're a STEM major, you can pay it off? Maybe if you're a different major, you can't, but I think there's a bunch of different factors you have to look at when you're choosing your career choice and where you're going to go to school. I like that. Well, I like you. that. Thanks a Thank lot, Candace. Well, okay. I have one more question Candace, before we let her go. Candace, tell me, what if, if you could make, if you could give the millennials um, that are listening and their parents a bit of advice, what would you as a millennial say to the parent? Uh, who was trying to help and guide their kid. What is it that the, you think millennials want to say to their parents who are helping them? Can you speak on their behalf and share a comment to the parents? Yes. I think that millennials, one, we need support. Support is more important than, like, a forcing hand or a lack of days or laid back hand. We want support. 
um, when we're thinking about something, and even if a parent doesn't agree with it, they could say, well, you know what, let's try this um, this seminar right here. Let's just see if you like it. Or if they can help you, like, you know, search for um, search for things to get you um, help help you figure out what you want to do. I think that's very important. I think luckily my mom, she's not forceful or anything like that, but we also have a close relationship where we can talk about what I want to do. And I think it's also important for uh, parents to remember definitely times have changed. They are not the same. The job that was great back then, like um, the sir was mentioning, um, the elevator technician, that's technology is way too advanced to have that type of job. Now you might do something where you improve uh, elevators uh, technology-wise, but it's not going to be that um, blue-collar type of work. Okay. Mm. Well, thank you. You're welcome. That right there was Candace. I like that. Uh, hashtag loans suck. Okay. Guys, look out <laughs> for that. That's actually. <laughs> so, That's a great point. I mean, even when you get into the job market, like let's say you find your absolute dream career, something you're passionate about. Well, the first company you work for might not be the greatest because of management. But, you know, when you have student loans, you always feel more chained down to needing that paycheck to pay off the student loans. But when you have little or no student loans because you went after that scholarship and grant money, then you have more ability to go to company to company and see what environment or company cultures is going to be a good fit for you. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. So I just have, like, one more question for you. So we've got, you know, how to structure a young person. We've got the age group to start with. We have the best way to structure the child or or the young person. We have um, Candace with the passion and getting the young person in the club so you can actually kind of target as the parent or the adult, target where they want to be. But the one question that I have is, so when I talk to you and I say, hey, listen, my kid wants to be an astronaut, and you say, okay, you know, <laughs> let's get him into the science club, let's get him into this, when we actually start working on that, we start making these great strides towards that, and then the young person just decides to, on a dime, change it up. How do I not, how do I not drive myself crazy? Like, this kid is just nuts. They're all over the place, you know, and, and how do I just support them the best way? Are Am I making sense? Yeah, it's like, is this something my kid's really interested in, or is it just like something temporarily where it's like, this is interesting and cool, but are they going to dedicate their life to it? Right. Yeah, no, Crystal, great question. Well, Crystal says the answer. Crystal thought that the answer is to call you, right? The answer, if you want the answer to all these questions, just call me. So, Crystal, you want to share the information of where people can reach you before we close out the show? Yes. Um, I highly encourage you to go to careerconversationalist.com. And the reason I did it is because I want to have an impact in your life, and it's difficult to have all those conversations within a 30-minute show. So that's why I say please (laughs) go to careerconversationalist.com. Love it. I love it. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. This is out of control. She was like, "Okay, Brandon, that was another twelve-minute question. We not, we don't have that. We're not gonna do that." <laughs> right, but that's yeah, a great that's question. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, I get, he's I get, quite, he's quite, 
he's quite uh, inquisitive. He has a lot of questions. That's why he's on the show. He's a great. He's great with it. He's great. I love him. I'll try. I'll try. What are we gonna do? So, so what do we got going on? I mean, I'm sure we got something special lined up for, for our people. What do we got? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For the women and the ladies uh, going on tomorrow. Um, here in Atlanta, there is the mother-daughter affair that, that's taking place at the Marriott on Best Road. If you visit the web, if you visit the Facebook page, you can get information about that. Unfortunately, the invitation list has closed, but it's going to be a great event. You'll see pictures posting. But for Coffee Talk with Zoe, you guys, we always have something great going on. At the end of the month, we have an our Men to Men segment, as well as the Just Tell Soy. So de- definitely keep in touch with us. I'd like to thank our listeners and our guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from the App Store. It's now available I Google Play. Stay connected, stay connected, yes, by visiting the website, www.coffeetalkwithsoy.com, as well as looking for us on their social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Thanks for listening, y'all, and y'all have a great week. Bye-bye. Have a great one.